Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. As we adapt in this season of pandemic, we are meeting in our house churches in person and online as a primary space for worship, formation, connection, and encouragement. Teachings like this are one way we engage with scripture seeking to become more like Christ. These teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Hope that is left unseen, that is not dared, is not hope. Hope that is left unseen, that is not dared, is not hope. Hope that is not dared, is not hope. Tomorrow is an important day in our nation where we commemorate the life and legacy of Martin Luther King, who did many, many things. Well, the thing I want to applaud him most was for having the dare to act on his hope. Not only did God give him a dream, but he acted on that dream. He acted on that hope. And he called many others to come alongside him to dare to enact that hope, to work for transformation. This is our first gathering of January, and typically... We call that Vision Sunday. So this is Vision Sunday. And as we dream into, as we hope into what God wants to do in us and through us in 2021, my prayer above all is that we would dare on that hope. That we would have the courage to act toward the hope that we profess in Jesus. I have a couple pictures of the Atacama Desert, which is a wilderness in Chile. It is the driest nonpolar desert on earth. It is a wilderness. And I bring these pictures because I think we're in a wilderness. I don't know, maybe you don't agree with me, but I think we might be in a wilderness season as a country as individuals because of the pandemic, political wilderness, social media wilderness, cultural wilderness, personal wilderness, isolation. So maybe not a geographical wilderness, but maybe an emotional, mental, physical, or spiritual wilderness. And I wanna set our vision in that wilderness. Wilderness is an important setting throughout scripture. It's thematic throughout. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. And so the wilderness was this picture of refining and repentance. Jesus, after being baptized, was sent by the Holy Spirit, was filled with the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be prepared and even to be tempted and tested in that wilderness where his faithfulness in God proved that he was indeed the Son of God come to save us. And of course, in the, in the First Testament, as God delivers the people out of Egypt, they are in the wilderness. For 40 years, they end up in the wilderness. It's a place of formation where God not only had to deliver them out of Egypt, but took 40 years to get Egypt out of the people. 
moving them from this culture of death in Egypt, from this culture of slavery to what it meant to be a covenant people, a people chosen by God. And so the wilderness is this place of formation. Renew, since, since Renew was started, formation has been a core part of our vision. And certainly that's true, and I believe Doug did a great job last week in teaching our house church about the importance of formation. And so don't miss out on the formation opportunities of the wilderness. But today, I don't want to focus so much there. I want to highlight the wilderness as a place of not just formation, but a place that is ripe for radical transformation. Because wilderness is not just a place for formation, it's a place for mission to participate with God in the renewal of all things. Because even though we may be in a wilderness, God is present in this wilderness. And what God does in a wilderness is amazing. You think about the ways in which he turned rocks into water, bitter water into sweet water, provided manna and quail for the people of Israel. God's power was on display. His provision was on display. He led the people in a pillar of fire and a pillar of smoke. God's presence is very clear in the wilderness. And God can bring about stunning renewal transformation, and flourishing life in the wilderness. I have a couple more pictures, actually, of the Atacama Desert. So again, this is the driest place on earth. Caleb, if you have the, a couple slides here, you can keep going forward. What happens in not only the Atacama Desert, which is the driest place on earth, but in other places, other wilderness, other deserts throughout the world, is this doesn't happen often, but when conditions are just right, when there's an above average rainfall, something happens called a super bloom. Over 200 species of plant life in the Atacama Desert, the driest place on earth, burst forth into life and color. This is the vision that God gives Isaiah for the wilderness. This is found in Isaiah 35, and this scripture, I've read it over and over again, and I can't help but think that this is the vision that God is putting before us as the people of Renew. Isaiah 35, even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as, sure, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There, the Lord will display his glory. In the wilderness, God will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With, his, with this news, with this news of renewal, with this good news, strengthen those who have tired hands. Anybody here have tired hands? And encourage those who have weak knees 
Anybody here have weak knees? Say to those with fearful hearts, nobody here has had any fearful hearts over the last year, I'm sure. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. For God is here. Your God is with you and your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted place. It will be named the highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. God is present in the wilderness, brings about stunning renewal and transformation and flourishing life there. Can we hope on this passage renew? And can we dare to act on that hope this year? Can we be blessing in the wilderness? We might be in the wilderness, but the wilderness is the place where God's power is ready to be on full display, where God's goodness is radiant and glorious. Renew in 2021, let's be blessing in the wilderness. Let's see the wilderness as an opportunity for mission. Because others in the wilderness, there's lots of other people in this wilderness with us, and they're looking for hope. They're looking for change. They're tired. They're worn out, longing for something different, something more. And as followers of Jesus, we have the living water. We have that hope. The wilderness is ripe for transformation, the place we can join God's radical work of renewal. So I just want to highlight a few things. The wilderness is a place of holy courage and prophetic encouragement. So can we be people with a holy courage? I love that Becky used that phrase last time when we gathered here. I felt like that was a prophetic word for us because we need holy courage and we need to act on prophetic encouragement. We see it in Isaiah 35. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. Can we be people of that prophetic encouragement to one another, but also to our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, living in fear? Because we're not just people reacting to circumstances 
As people of faith, we don't just react to the circumstances of the wilderness, but we respond to the presence of the God of resurrection and renewal in the midst of our circumstances. I know it's been a hard year. I know you parents who have been at home. I've been there too. I've gotten to the end of my rope. I've been afraid about what's coming next. But in the midst of that, God is there. So can we speak that word of hope instead of fear? And can we come alongside those with tired hands and weak knees? Last week, Doug used the the combo of being resilient and compassionate. Resilient people whose tired hands get strengthened by our faith, whose weak knees are strengthened by the Holy Spirit being a resilient and compassionate people who come alongside others who are struggling to lift up their hands, to strengthen them. I love how the psalmist talks about those who have faith and what that looks like in the wilderness. In Psalm 84, verses five and six, this is a paraphrase, says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. As people of faith, our strength comes from the Lord. How blessed are those in whom God lives, whose lives become roads God travels. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of cool springs and refreshing rains will clothe the wilderness with blessing. When people of faith walk through the wilderness with a holy courage and a prophetic encouragement, the wilderness is transformed. So God, come and heal us and refresh us and give us a holy courage and bless us with a prophetic encouragement to give to our neighbors, our friends, our our brothers and sisters in Christ. Holy Spirit, come and heal us and give us your healing power. The lame may leap like a deer that those whose voices have been silenced could cry out in joy, that those who have become blind to your goodness might see. Give us healing, and God, give us holy courage and strength. The wilderness is also a place for us to highlight, to shine the spotlight on kingdom crocuses. Now, I had no idea what crocuses were until this week, actually. But I came to find out I actually have one in my backyard. And the first first time I saw it after moving to our house that we're renting, the first time I saw it, I was like, this plant, what's it doing? It's way too early. It's way too cold. This plant is going to die. There's no way this this plant is going to make it through these next weeks of cold. Little did I know, that's what crocuses do. They're tender and beautiful, yet they are tenacious. They can somehow survive the cold and break through the snow and ice. They're they're like this untimely plant that come before they're supposed to, or so it seems. And it's so fitting that that is used in this passage. See, Isaiah 35 is actually a passage that feels very out of place. And scholars are like, whoever edited this book put this in the wrong spot. 
It should be with like chapters 40 and after that because it comes right in the midst of so much desolation, so much punishment. But it's this untimely word of hope to dare the people to act on that hope, even in the midst of desolation, even in the midst of wilderness. And so while it feels like Isaiah 35 should come about five chapters later, it is where it is as this holy crocus of a passage and I love that we shared our biface stories from 2020 because those are crocus stories. Those are stories of hope, signs of joy, signs that God is at work doing things, doing beautiful things. And I believe that we need to bear witness to the saving, renewing power of God's goodness as we highlight these crocus stories. Ralph and Vanessa you're holy crocuses. I can't tell you how many times the people of your house church have talked about you with joy and how your faith is transforming you and it's transforming the people around you who have been following Jesus for decades are encouraged by the holy crocus that they see blossoming in your life. So there are lots of other stories. Renew, can we be people who are committed to calling out the kingdom crocuses this year. And, and I don't, I'm going to challenge you all, and I'm challenging myself in this because social media feels like a vast wasteland to me, if I'm honest. I very rarely post there, but I wander there. I wander around, and, and sometimes I'm encouraged by some of the beauty that is posted. I see stories people of faith, moving, stories shared of God's goodness on display. And I want to challenge us, if you're on social media, can this be a year that you commit to calling out kingdom crocuses on social media? Because I see it and I get overwhelmed by the lots of polarization, complaining arguments, divisiveness, and bitterness. But what if in the midst of the bitterness that's on display in social media, what if God wants to transform that bitter water of Mara in the social media wilderness into sweet water that blossoms crocuses? I don't even know if that's the plural of crocuses. Croci? No, crocuses. That's what it says in the scripture. So what would it look like if you shared your faith story online? How has Jesus changed your life? Could you post that online? Or what if you committed each week or each month to writing a new story of God at work? In your own life, a way you've seen someone else's life transformed, Good you've seen someone else do in the name of Jesus. Stories of Jesus followers living by faith, demonstrating the love and compassion of God to others. Stories of healing, stories of redemption, stories of reconciliation. Can Renew be a place that highlights these kingdom crocuses? And I'm wondering if there are some volunteers who really love to write and, and are intrigued by this idea, if you would volunteer, and you can let Doug or me or Aaron know, I'd, if you would like to volunteer to write some stories that we could post on Renew's Facebook page this year, we would love that. So God, give us eyes to see your kingdom crocuses blossoming around us. 
And may they cause us to rejoice in your goodness, your love, and your hope. Help us to put them on display, to inspire hope and joy in others, and draw them to the saving love of Christ. Amen. The wilderness is also ripe for a super bloom. I showed this picture because I want us as Renew to pray for a super bloom. May this wilderness be radically transformed. The wilderness is, a, is ripe for super bloom. And so can we pray for super bloom and not only pray for it, but can we dare to hope on that and act on that hope? Can it be a place where we sow seeds of blessing and water them with living water. So Renew, pray for a super bloom. We've, we've been praying the last few years that we would see the nursery ministry grow. The nursery ministry of Renew, not, not with physical babies, that's great, and we're grateful for that too, but not just with physical babies, but with spiritual babies coming to faith in Jesus. And so this is, this is along the same lines. Pray for a super bloom. Refresh this vision in us, Lord, that we could pray for people's lives transformed and the wilderness of our communities transformed. And don't just pray, dare to hope on that and, and dare to hope on that hope, dare to act on that hope and prayer. Plant seeds of blessing and pour out water on those seeds. And so we want to challenge our house churches to be very intentional about this this year. Both as individuals and as house churches, we see our house churches as an opportunity to plant seeds, to sow seeds of blessing and to pour water on those seeds. And so one of our house churches has actually already started this. But this year, each month, as a house church, one family within the house church identify a neighbor, a coworker, a friend, who you will all, as a house church, come around and pray for intentionally, and then take it a step further. Bobby and Joel, I know you guys have started this in your house church. We bless you for it. But praying around that people, but then taking that step further with the holy courage to invite them to come to house church. So each month, being very intentional about finding neighbors, coworkers, friends, family members to pray for and then to bless and encourage and invite to house church. You could also each month bless a neighbor and support local businesses. This is a challenge. We were thinking about this as a fifth Sunday challenge, and then we, we thought, actually, why not do this more than on a fifth Sunday? Each month, bless a neighbor and support a local business. Put together, as a house church, put together either a gift basket of goods or gift cards to surprise your neighbor. Or drop them a note and say, hey, this Sunday, our church is doing something different, and we want to bless you with a meal from a local restaurant. Place your order with us. We'll order it. We'll deliver it to you. Because we just want to bless you. Say thanks for being our neighbor. And take it a step further. How can we be praying for you? What's been happening with you? 
And as you pick up the goods from the local business or restaurant that may have struggled through a difficult year, talk to them. Hey, how can we pray for you? So we want to raise the temperature of mission in this year. Be people who are, just, who are praying for a super bloom, but also sowing those seeds. Being very intentional about sowing those seeds and watering them with living water. I'm sure you all have lots of other creative ideas that we could dream into and act on this year. But those are just a few. Lastly, the, the, the wilderness is a way where we practice the way of holiness. Isaiah has this picture of, of a road called the highway of holiness through the wilderness. May we be continued to be formed in the image of Christ, who is the way. He is the way. He is the way of blessing. The highway of holiness is a picture of justice, of peace, of shalom. Not just is the highway leading to those things, but the highway is actually a place for those things. Because the means and the methods and the practices on that way shape the destination. And so Jesus came and in his first sermon, he spoke to the people and he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek and humble. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the persecuted. Those who are persecuted for righteousness. So may we practice those ways of holiness being poor in spirit, depending fully on God, mourning with those who mourn, mourning over the things that break God's heart. And we be meek and humble. And may we hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice. May we be merciful. May we be peacemakers. And if we do those things, there's a chance we'll be persecuted for our righteousness. But this is a highway of shalom. And so we, can we practice the way of holiness? God, we, we pray for a super bloom of faith blossoming in our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, in our communities. May our, our communities be transformed in this wilderness season, burst forth with life and love because of Jesus. We want to see lives transformed as they put their faith in Jesus. We want to see our communities transformed to mirror your kingdom, to reveal your kingdom of justice and peace. So Lord, lead us in the way of holiness. Brothers and sisters, can we continue to dream with a prophetic imagination into what Isaiah wrote in chapter 35? Can we dream with prophetic imagination about how the good news can transform the wilderness? And can we dare on that hope this year, assured that Jesus is with us? Step out in faith, pray bold prayers. This is what Doug said last week. Step out in faith, pray bold prayers, give generously, reach out to care and bless, hunger for the Holy Spirit, pray for healing, care, weep, rejoice, sow seeds of goodness. Renew, we've always been about formation and mission. 
And in this wilderness season, we continue and, and raise the temperature of those things. Seeking to join with God in the renewal of all things. Brothers and sisters, the gospel was made for the wilderness. The gospel was made for the wilderness. I was talking with Dennis earlier this week, and he said, We've got to, the gospel has to break free from the structures that we've created for it. The gospel was made for the wilderness. We may be in a wilderness, but we are not alone. God is present in the wilderness and wants to bring about stunning renewal, transformation, and flourishing life there. So let's join him. This year, let's live Isaiah 35 and be a blessing in the wilderness, practicing holy courage and prophetic encouragement, calling out kingdom crocuses, praying for a super bloom and sowing seeds and watering those seeds this year and practicing the way of holiness. You know that blessing song that we sang became ubiquitous last year. That was a blessing given to Moses to give to Aaron as the people were setting out from Sinai into, you guessed it, the wilderness. The Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, give you holy courage. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you so that you can shine like a kingdom crocus. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. You can blossom with his radiant glory and follow in his way of holiness And he says this, so they shall put my name on the sons of Israel and I will bless them. This blessing was a way in which the priest put the name of God on the people. Brothers and sisters, you have the name of Jesus on you. Go into the wilderness. I want to close with one final story. There was a woman, uh, and I don't know her name, but I'll call her Samantha. Samantha had experienced all of that life could throw at her. Good things, but also a lot, a lot of bad things. Particularly in the form of, of broken relationships over and over again. A series of broken relationships that left her feeling abandoned, left her feeling unlovable. Samantha's shame led to more and more isolation from her community. Even the one relationship she still had felt pretty empty. And yet even in this wilderness of Samantha's soul, she she clung to the tiniest seed of hope that somehow things could change. She was tired, lonely, and afraid. But one day, Samantha experienced a very real encounter with Jesus. The encounter was like drinking from cool, refreshing spring in the middle of a hot and dry day. Or maybe, or maybe it was more like a melting of the snow and ice that covered the seed of hope still buried in her soul. And suddenly and unexpectedly, as Samantha had this real encounter with Jesus, hope bloomed into a radiant crocus. Samantha was revived. 
She wasn't quite sure how to describe the experience, but she was transformed and renewed, and she told her entire community about Jesus. The change in Samantha was evident to her neighbors and old friends and even her exes. And suddenly the whole community had their own encounter with Jesus and suddenly a super bloom of faith and life covered the neighborhood. Jesus, come and renew us with your Holy Spirit. Pour out the living water of your Holy Spirit. Give us strength in this wilderness. Give us the courage to act on your radical transforming power. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.